wrong side of the world in 1933 Alexander Frankenheim and his young parents arrived in New York having sold much of the family money to buy fake IDs and tickets to a new world and a new life as Alex Francis at the age of 12 he watched the end of the war this time on the right side of the world in a nice house surrounded by friends and toys every day Alex and his classmates had learned to sneak into cinemas to watch all the film premieres without paying for the ticket the big screen had captured him completely and Alex devoted his free time trying to impersonate some of his celluloid heroes such as John Wayne Errol Flynn Clark Gable and Humphrey Bogart Years go by, but that passion does not fade and becomes, indeed, a full-time occupation. Alex, in fact, at the age of 14, is already in charge of the school's theatrical activities where he stages musicals and tragedies with great success then one day true enlightenment comes Alex is sitting in the front row for the lady from Shanghai and never would have imagined that experience would change his life for the entire 88 minutes of the Orson Welles film Alex remains glued to the armchair with bated breath until he explodes in an almost liberating scream during the final scene of the mirrors. Michael O'Hara 
Elsa and Arthur Bannister become his ghosts and his constant source of inspiration. Thus came the university, the cinema school, the first directed films, the first successes, and the first damned excesses. As in the most classic of noirs, Alex finds himself on a Hollywood roller coaster before returning to New York to do theatre. At 33, Alex Francis is a young man who has made a dream come true. At 34, recall from the army, he leads a platoon of kids in Vietnam and gets trapped in a nightmare. Honorably discharged after losing a knee and the chance to close his eyes without reliving the horror Alex invests his money in the only thing that can give him peace and buys a ramshackle theatre in Greenwich Village which quickly becomes a point of reference for all of Nicks of the city and beyond. Soft and hard drugs and casual sex relieve stress but fail to compensate for the sense of pneumatic emptiness that pervades him. On August 10th, 1973, Alex Francis is preparing everything for the screening of his favourite classic, a reissued copy of The Lady from Shanghai that will restore the theatre coffers for a while. Tired and still stunned by the massive dose of marijuana he had just smoked, he sits down on an armchair to catch his breath and coordinate. When a kind of fiery flash 
rips through the ceiling of the room, cutting the side row of armchairs in two. Alex remains paralyzed and doubting whether it is one of his daily hallucinations, closes and reopens his eyes several times hoping to regain control of the situation but after a few seconds Alex feels lifted from the chair and begins to float Floats in the air without any perception of his body. Suspended six meters above the ground, Alex sees his own body still lying on the red armchair, his eyes wide open. and his mouth open in a macabre grin. I'm dead. That's me over there. And I'm fucking dead. He screams without any voice to then disappear among the iridescent folds of that luminous gash and re-enter the young Alexander Frankenheim a very successful German director about to make the double a film that will earn him the golden palm at Cannes Fifty years later, in that same theatre, Alex Francis drags himself, heavy and tired, across the stage, wondering what it was like to still be alive. After the horrible experience of the stroke that occurred in that same place half a century ago, he hated that event with his whole being, a stupid episode which had left him without a soul. As he always repeated to purple hair Elsa, his faithful assistant and companion in misfortune.
Suddenly, the lights began to shake, as if waved. By some telluric movement, and the voice of Roger Daltrey, singing the real me started to fill the theatre. Alex looks round, annoyed by what he dismisses as one of the usual technical problems that have always haunted him. But a sudden flash rips through the curtain and part of the side wings beyond the smoke as if he was watching a film to see the familiar figure of Alexander Frankenheim and the mythomaniac who is about to pull the trigger of his Beretta 92 then a shot screams hundreds of mirrors that randomly Repropose the moments of both men's lives up to the final thud and that instant in which Alex, after rejoining Alexander's timeline, falls lifeless for the second time on the stage of his theatre. On her knees, next to Alex's body, almost battered by the rush of time, purple hair Elsa tries to dab the blood from the hole of the gunshot as best she can. When Philip and Constance enter the theatre and look out into the empty room, the woman yells at them to call the police and an ambulance as soon as possible. Do you think we should really call for help? She whispers. Philip shakes his head. No, 
couple exchanging a look of understanding back away silently only to disappear forever into the alleys of the village. Thank you.